temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome back. Hey, coming up tonight, don't forget the Bill Michael Subtle 6 to 8 on many of these same stations. If you don't get it on your network affiliates, go to the radio.com app. That's radio.com, and you can uh, chime in that way. Just follow our flagship station out of Milwaukee, which is 1250 AM. But, uh, again, go to the radio.com app. And we always uh, enjoy when you take a listen to us. We certainly appreciate it. You can always find everything, all the podcasts and segments and such that maybe you missed over there at the website, which is BillMichaelsSports.com. That's BillMichaelsSports.com. You can find it all over there as well. And, again, tonight's program brought to you by our friend at Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Aaron Rodgers said, look, uh, when it comes to A.J. Dillon, he tested positive for COVID. No, there's no animosity here. You know, there's an accountability that we've all kind of taken a solemn pledge to uphold, but there's things that are out of our control. I'm not sure the circumstances around the, the positive test. We, you know, we know based on games that have been canceled and moved, other teams have, have dealt with similar situations. I think we're all just trying to, you know, be smart about it, uh, what we're doing outside the facility. So he said, look, inside the facility, uh, there's just some things you can control and then there's other things you just can't. There's guys uh, who have their own decision to make. There's people with families. There's, you know, a lot of interactions, you know, just doing what you can to protect yourself. But, you know, there are outside factors. I don't hold any animosity towards AJ at all. Um, you know, it just kind of is what it is at this point. Uh, and then he was asked, does he have any reservations about playing this contest coming up tomorrow night? Yeah, I don't have any reservations about doing it. Obviously, uh, you guys know who's on the list, you know, a couple of our backs. That's obviously going to allow for opportunities for other guys, um, put a stress on on that room. But other teams have dealt with it uh, throughout the season. As far as I know, the game is uh, is on at this point. You know, again, we're getting tested every single day. Um, and we know the results uh, by the end of the day, usually, or the you know the nighttime. So we find out first thing. So, as far as Aaron Rodgers knows, uh, there isn't a change in the schedule right now. Now, Joe, there's some uh, additional news out that uh, Adam Schefter's putting out. Yeah, Schefter's saying that um, all systems are a go. The Packers are supposed to leave uh, Green Bay at 4.15 today. 
Um, he says there are no changes to their flight schedule. So th- they're they're going even with Kendrick Bourne earlier testing positive for COVID. So that's that's where we're at right now. So there you go. The kid, For those tuning in, the wide receiver Kendrick Bourne uh, of the San Francisco 49ers, they closed their facility today because he tested positive for COVID. They're going through additional testing now. But And they're also going to have kind of the same protocol that the Packers are, that if he had close contact tracing, that they deem him to be, uh, you know, in close contact to, you know, one or two or five or whatever, how many ever others there are with the 49ers organization, they may quarantine them as well. But uh, as of right now, we'll have to wait and see. Meanwhile, um, you know, when it comes to the interactions inside the building, when it comes to just, you know, friends, family, people, Aaron said, hey, you're just trying to be smart about interactions right now. This is the NFL in 2020, and um, a lot of people are dealing with it. I feel confident in our guys. You know, hopefully uh, the tests keep coming negative with everybody else. Uh, the protocols have been different. Yesterday, you know, having some some Zoom meetings obviously felt like, you know, the off season and training camp a little bit. But uh, this is the NFL and can't uh, rely on any excuses. Uh, we got to keep moving forward. So. He also said when asked more so about the nuts and bolts of the actual game, look, the 49ers, they got beat up by Seattle. Seattle's good offensively. There's no doubt about that. So he ended up saying, look, it's it, they gave up 37 to Seattle, but this is still a good team. Fred Warner is one of the elite players in this league. He's been an ascending player since his first opportunity, you know, his rookie year. Uh, he makes that thing go. Um, you know, they're missing you know, some rush guys who are really important in what they're doing, but uh, they're doing some different things to uh, make up for, you know, maybe some of the pass rush that they don't have in the four-man rush as much as they did last year with those elite guys. But they got a lot of really good players on defense, and, and they play really, really well together. Also, he says, look, as a competitor, somebody that goes out there each and every week and you just you want to play and you want to play your best and you're always excited about whatever challenge it happens to be and he said look we're just gonna have to find with some of these guys being out we're gonna find different ways to win yeah there is that fun challenge of going in there without some of those guys and trying to find a way to win i think that's the beauty in this league is it's ever-changing and there's different challenges to be attacked every single week some of it's based on the opponent you're going against some of it based on your own personnel being in or out you know we'll, we'll have a good plan for whoever gets to get those opportunities and when it comes to their offense with, you know, he and Matt LaFleur, he said, look, there's, there, there's, no, there's no secret here. We want to be able to run the ball and control the clock as much as we can, but we also want to get the ball to our playmaker, Devontae Adams. Find ways to get the ball to 17, get the ball to our guys in space. And, you know, if, if uh, you know, obviously not having a couple of backs, we're going to have other guys with opportunities to, to fill those roles. Um, I look forward to the challenge. Now, your running back situation is going to be tough with, you know, obviously A.J. Dillon is down, Aaron Jones is most likely to be down, Jamal Williams most likely to be down or is down because of the uh, COVID test, so, you know, or because of the contact tracing. Um, What's his comfort level now with Dexter Williams? He's uh, done a nice job of just kind of growing up in the offense and and feeling more comfortable with the checks and uh, his responsibilities in pass blocking and and route running. I'm not sure if it's because of the recent addition to his family, but, you know, it seems like he's a little more settled this year and feeling more confident. And I'm excited about him getting opportunities. He's a really good kid. He cares about it a lot. And, you know, he's going to be asked to to do some things uh, on Thursday. Speaking of Thursdays, tomorrow, Thursday games with the rush to get everybody ready, not to mention you've got to the facility that was closed, you've got the COVID, uh, you're trying to get out of uh, town today, you want to get ready for tomorrow night, uh, it's a quick turnaround. <laughs> I mean, these Thursday night games, they can be chaotic. 
It's a rush to get everything in. It's a slam-packed day of a lot of meetings and a lot of info to try and retain in a short amount of time. This is, you know, a part of the league. It's, they want uh, football on Thursday, and, and this is the, the difficulty in trying to prepare not only for a game, but for a really good opponent, you know, and taking a, a cross-country road trip. So there's a lot of factors that, uh, that make this preparation a little more difficult than usual. Did you notice he said they, meaning the NFL, they want – this, uh, it, no player wants to play on a Thursday. Uh, anyway, as a veteran, he said, look, I, I've been through this stuff before. Again, I feel comfortable playing on Thursday, but, uh, you know, we're all kind of stretched uh, from the coaching staff on down with trying to get as much in as we feel comfortable and then trying to feel comfortable through some of the walkthrough reps that we get in order to go out there and, and feel good about what we can perform with on, uh, on Thursday. Um, looks forward, though. To that, to that challenge coming up uh, tomorrow night out in San Francisco? The expectation of my play, I look forward to that. It's that challenge that uh, Nagler was talking about that uh, is fun every week. It doesn't matter who's lining up with us. Uh, it's to go out there and, and be at my best, uh, regardless of any uh, outside factors that I can't control. Also, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, he talks about uh, the importance of communication along the way. You can't possibly rep everything. You can't possibly talk through every look that you might see in the game. And so it's trying to simplify the things we're doing with those guys, especially when you got uh, different guys, younger guys playing in those spots that haven't had a ton of time. You're on a short week. The communication is the most important thing. So we've been trying to amp that up today. We'll do it later this afternoon. We'll do it tomorrow. Um, and just make sure that those guys feel as, as confident as possible. The trade deadline has come and gone. And Aaron Rodgers was asked, are you a fan of all of this and the uncertainty as you kind of wait like everybody else to see if something happens? There's tanking going on. It just seems like it's it's too early in the season. But there are teams, I'm sure, that are uh, looking at the salary cap next year, possibly most likely being 175, which is down from this year, and trying to figure out how they can fit the guys on their roster and the guys they want to add into that box. And I'm sure there will be some moves today that, that may be surprising that, that might be expected. Also, when it comes to the offense, do they feel a little bit hamstrung right now because of, you know, some of the weapons that they don't have? Do they feel, you know, hamstrung with the ability to score? We've dealt with a lot of different guys being out this season already uh, with Devontae early on and Alan Lazard for a number of weeks now, um, Aaron Jones being out. We've had to, you know, make some personnels up and, and move some guys around to try and get our best guys on the field and, and give us some advantages through the use of personnel. That's not going to change. I think that's the beauty in what Matt and the offensive staff has done this year is just find creative ways to get our best guys on the field. So what does this do to the offense without Jamal Williams, without A.J. Dillon, you know, with these guys being sidelined right now, not having that depth? Obviously, it's disappointing with A.J. and Jamal not being able to go, especially Jamal because uh, I think, you know, his was a contact tracing issue. But, yeah, Matt's done a good job of mixing the personnels up to uh, find ways to get our guys on the field, and it's really no different. So I don't look at it as, as us being hamstrung. It's just kind of the nature of uh, how 2020 has gone for us. So, what can they work on offensively and get done or get better at when you get when you're missing so many guys? You know, just minor upticks, and uh, you know, I think on first and second down, we've done a really good job on third down in the red zone this year. I think we're top ten in both categories, been very efficient. But first and second down, I think the last couple of weeks has not been as efficient as we were early on, which uh, you know hurt some of our drives in the third quarter. So there you go, Aaron Rodgers talking to the media, and it's. You know, there's not that level of excitement and smile and everything. I mean, it's just like, oh God, you know. Well, we we got to keep doing this. We got, and that's what you got to do. But you just, it's like you keep. It's like somebody, 
you know, it's 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 like your. Uh, remember the old uh, the old game when you were a kid? It was called Icebreaker or something like that. You had to keep tapping out little squares in the ice, and you put this guy on the ice, and then whenever whenever it finally you know crashed through, when you just couldn't take it anymore, the guy would fall through the ice. That's kind of what this is. You know, first you take away Aaron Jones, and you take David, take away David Bakhtiari, Alan Lazard, Kirksey, Christian Kirksey, Kevin King. You start pulling all these pieces, and then you get hit with the, the, the triple whammy that, you know, A.J. Dillon, gone, he's tested positive, but the guys that hung out with him in Jamal Williams and Kamal Martin, gone. You know, and meanwhile, everybody's out all at the same time. It's kind of like, you know, at what point do you just fall through the ice? You know, right now it's like, what else can we do? What else can we do? We you know we got so many guys missing missing games, so it's just what else can we do? So I I kind of feel it. I hear it in his voice. There's a there's a level of uh, of just uh, not frustration. It's just of whew, almost exasperation at this point. Just let's get through this. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over Wisconsin and well beyond the borders as well. Listen up, if you have put on some weight and you want to shed weight, especially through COVID. You can't get out and do as much as you used to do. I get it. Okay, they have a way to jumpstart the all-in-one weight loss program. It's real. It works. Uh, I swear by it. So just just try. Uh, that's the best I can tell you. Just try it. It's fantastic. However, if uh, you got low T, maybe you've got the brain fog and you've got the low energy, and you're thinking of ways to kind of help yourself and boost your energy level, especially through all of this. Check them out. Give them a call. Or maybe things just at home have not necessarily been great in one room of the house. If you get my drift. Call them, 414-455-4451, 414-455-4451. That's the New Mel Medical Center. They really can't help, but you can't do anything. They can't help you if you don't call. Call and just say, hey, I'm interested in this. Uh, Bill Michael sent me, and see what happens. Uh, they've got all kinds of different things for guys. So just give them a buzz, 414-455-4451. When we come back, time to do some buy or sell. Let's do it when we get back right after this. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. In the world of sports, a lot of people say a lot of things. But does it pass the big unit test? Let's play buy or sell. Welcome back to the program. Don't forget they have some take, heat, and eat meals, some good ones, just like mom would make over there at uh, at Quick Trip. They got great stuff. Use your Quick Rewards card when you're in there and uh, tell them we sent you because they're just good, good people. Good, good people over at Quick Trip. Time now for buy or sell. Radio Joe Zola hanging out and he brings the heat. Let's go. Bill, not making a single trade for the Green Bay Packers was a big mistake. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to say yes, only for the fact that they didn't do anything. Um, and and that's disappointing because it's basically telling your team, much like uh, Dan Orlovsky said earlier, you either believe your team is really good and they can win a Super Bowl without any additional help, or you don't believe in your team. I'd probably say Gutekunst not making a, a move when you have one there is probably saying the latter. Maybe he believes that if this team gets back to full strength and they have the ability to win a, a championship there. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going through his head. But uh, to me, it seems more likely that uh, they don't feel with the defense the way it is. And even Matt LaFleur said they better get it fixed and get it fixed in a hurry 
even with the defense the way it is, I don't think they believe that they're a championship team. And that's unfortunate because most people seem to think they're one of the top three teams, if not probably most of likely the third team in the NFC. And anything can happen. So why not hedge your bets a little bit? It's just uh, I, I, I personally think not doing anything. I'm not even saying the Fuller deal. I'm just saying anything. Not making a deal of any kind to me to bolster that defense specifically I think was a mistake. Yes, I'm buying that. Buy or sell. The Packers are not in the same class as Tampa Bay and Seattle. Man, that's a great question. I uh, See, because both teams, I think Tampa Bay is probably more the class of the NFC than is Seattle. Seattle's been bolstering their defense, but Seattle can give up some points. Um, although, since they've made the move to bring guys in and and bolster that defense. I mean, with Dunlap and Snacks Harrison and company, uh, they've, they've gotten dramatically better. You know what? I, I'm As much as I want to say I sell that, I think i got to buy it. They're, they're not. Um, because Why? Because they got beat up by a good defense. Now, they did score on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense in the first two drives. They did go up and down the field, and they looked like they did it methodically. So maybe they're in that class a little bit more so than what I want to believe, but or what I truly believe, but what I want to believe and truly believe are two different things. So I'm going to say they are not. I'm going to buy that. They are not in the same class right now as Tampa Bay and Seattle. Buy or sell? Well, I think we can all agree, Packer Nation, that Mike Pettin's certainly on the hot seat this season. I mean, this is it. And, of course, we heard from Matt LaFleur earlier in the week with some very telling quotes about, the Vikings just knew what was coming, and that's kind of where they were, and that's why the defense struggled. So buy or sell, there is a chance Mike Pettin could lose his job before the end of the season. Uh, it's just not the way they do things normally. Now, the whole firing of Mike McCarthy certainly uh, changed that. Just going to say... You know, when it came to uh, making a move, but I'm going to say no. I'm I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to sell that. I I just don't think they do that. I, the only way you make that move is if you believe the talent is so much better than the coaching. You know, I mean, first it was well, it's gap assignments. Okay, well, at what point? I mean, when when Matt Lafleur said, "Yeah, we knew what they were going to do. They knew it was coming." Right. It was man to man. It was two guys, uh, you know, linebackers going to the same hole and a giant hole opening up on the right side, and therefore Dalvin Cook shot through it for a touchdown. It was arm tackling. I mean, you, as a coach, you can't be faulted for arm tackling. You can't be faulted for guys trailing a play and not giving the effort. You know, I mean, what you want to see, and I heard Leroy Butler say this the other day out of Milwaukee on uh, the big show in the afternoon. He said, what he watches is the backside of the play. Tell, Show me who's trying. Show me the guy that's kind of out of the play and still working his ass off to get to the ball carrier. You know, that's that's what you start watching to see who's giving it their all. What I saw in setting the edge on a couple of plays in Preston Smith, I didn't like. You know, I there were some things I just didn't like. So as much as you want to say, yeah, you know, it's Mike Pettin's fault, I – it's more of, as Gary Ellerson always says, to me it's more about the Jimmys and the Joes than the X's and the O's. So I'm going to say no, that Mike Pettin, uh, I'll sell on that. He would not lose his job before the end of the season. Buy or sell? Um, before I get to this next one, have you seen 
some of the garbage that's been going around Twitter in regards to Giannis? Um, yes, and the, the fact that they've got him in a trade rumor with Golden State and then signing a long-term deal in Miami, it's just a giant steaming pant load. I, I, I just I, I just can't believe this. So I, let's do this for buy or sell. These rumors are just absolute garbage, and people should just ignore them and move on. Yes. Uh, I, I've said all along. Now, uh, now, Joe, do we have the date that the offseason technically with trades and rumors of, of free agents and all that kind of stuff, when that begins? Do we know when that begins with the NBA? Let me double check on that. I can't remember when it starts because the year's been so goofy, obviously. Well, and they're still so trying I, to figure out the exact date of when – this coming season is going to start. Right. And there's been They're talk it might a, even be just a little bit right before Christmas. So that's right. all in play as well. I know they want as much of a season as they could possibly get, obviously, for revenue. And if you saw the revenue breakdown, 30% of all the revenue for the NBA comes from television contracts. I think uh, – or excuse me, 50% of all revenue comes from television, television contracts. I think it was like 30% to 40% comes from uh, the arenas – and then the rest of it comes from outside sources such as marketing and all that kind of stuff. Um, so they really want the arenas back, but I don't think they're going to be able to do it. So they need more television revenue to be able to kind of uh, you know, financially, I'm not going to say remain viable, but to, to, to ease the pain, so to speak. So the more games they can get in, the better off they are advertising and dollars. So I don't know when the, the the official new season begins. They don't have a date for the. I August. was going to say I didn't think they did yet. It, the, so we're waiting to find out if Giannis is going to sign a long term deal or just give it another year and ride it out. But I, I'll say this: I one, I think all the trade rumors and all the rumors about him for a bunch of picks and and such, and that he's going to Golden State or he's going to Miami. I think it's all crap. Okay, so I, I'm it, it's all garbage. I'm buying that. But I also say that the ownership met with him and said, look, whatever we need to do to try to bring a championship here, and that includes going into the salary tax, the salary cap tax, or the luxury tax, whatever you want to call it, they got to do that as well. So, I mean, if I'm Giannis, maybe I do wait one more year to sign that Supermax just to see if they're going to put their money where their mouth is. Otherwise, if he loves it here and he believes it's going to be peaceful here and he believes that he's going to have fans in the stands here eventually like everywhere else, then maybe if you just enjoy it here, stay here. I saw a picture of him. I don't know where it was. He was down somewhere with a beach and a beautiful blue ocean behind him, sitting in the corner of a, a glass-railed penthouse somewhere. He's in been the in islands. Greece. Has uh, it been in Greece? He's okay, been in well, Greece for a while now. Yeah. He's uh, he's enjoying his life right now, so he doesn't have to worry about you know coming back to Milwaukee anytime soon. But now nah, I think uh, I think he's 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 here, and he's I, I all of the, I think it's a lot of speculation and a lot of want. But, no, I think he's staying here. Buy or sell. All right, last one for you, and this goes back to our conversation earlier about the Wisconsin Badgers. Buy or sell, it feels like this Badgers game against Michigan next week because we are hoping it happens. It doesn't feel like it's going to happen based on the situation right now. No, it doesn't. It, it it's You've got, what is it, 22 total cases, and I think – 10, 10 or 12 are players and the rest of them 10 or 12 or something like that are coaches and staff. I, It just doesn't feel like it's going to happen. And, the, and here's the shame of it. On one hand, you can say you understand it because it's about health and safety. But on the other hand, the, the Big Ten put in the 21-day protocol. 
if it was a two-week protocol, I would feel more safe about this upcoming game. But because of the 21-day protocol, it just seems to me like it won't happen. I mean, I hope it does, but it just seems like it's just it's just not not going to happen, unfortunately. So I, it feels like uh, I'm going to buy that. It feels like the Badgers are not going to play against Michigan, and if they don't, they're already talking about the possibility of shutting down the season. So that would be uh, that would be a kick for a lot of Badger fans, unfortunately. So that it. That's it. But hey, at least we got to see Graham Mertz once. At, you know, at least we got to see some of the uh, some of the some of the talents that Graham Mertz has. No doubt about it. Good stuff. And here's the other question: Do they count that as a game? Since they only played one game, do you even count this season as anything, or do you just wipe it clean and start over again? Well, I, mean, I don't what, even know. Well, I mean, what do you mean? Like, if they just cancel the Badgers' if, season, if, or if the Badgers right? just say, you know what, we can't face Michigan, we're not going to have all our guys, we don't know where we're going to be with all of this. And we're just canceling the season, getting rid of it. The Badgers aren't forfeiting games. They just are games that did not happen. Do they only count that one game because you, – you know what I mean? Because I, I, would, I would guess that they would just from a statistics standpoint. Like you're not going to wipe away those numbers that Graham Mertz put out there and their defense put out there. I think that that game is still going to go in the, in the record books, especially if – the rest of the Big Ten is able to have their season, and the Badgers don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that would be fair at all for the Badgers. That at least statistically should be kept as record. It's uh, it's it's a conundrum. Boy, what COVID has done to this world—not just the sports world, but the world in general—but it certainly set our topsy turvy world on on its ear. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Van Horn Automotive. Go to VanHornAuto.com. That's VanHornAuto.com. Because they're just good people. They do it right. Whether you're buying a new, buying a used, financing a car, trading in a car, whatever it happens to be, they can do it all online. They can do it all safe. Go to VanHornAuto.com. That is VanHornAuto.com. Ben Lindsay, he is the senior writer of Pro Football Focus. You can find him at PFF underscore Lindsay. You're going to hear his commentary next to the Bill Michaels Show. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Tomorrow night, uh, hopefully there is a game. As you've had some uh, some negative news come out of San Francisco as their wide receiver Kendrick Bourne tested positive for COVID. They shut down. The 49ers shut down their facility earlier today. The Packers are scheduled to fly out today at 4.15 at Central Time to get to San Francisco. So hopefully we got a game tomorrow night to talk about. But immediately following the game tomorrow night, it is the Green and Gold Postgame Show. Gary Ellison and I, the former Packer and Badger running back, we break it all down, give you our analysis. We take your phone calls. We take your emails, your tweets, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, hopefully you can join us tomorrow night. And if you can't get us on some of these network stations, you can find us on the Radio.com app. Always download that Radio.com app. You can just kick it on your phone. You can stream it through uh, your computer. You can stream it through uh, you know, a speaker in your house. Uh, if you got Alexa in your house, you can do it through that as well. And uh, just check out uh, 1250 AM, the fan out of Milwaukee, and you'll find us there immediately after the game. I mean, we go on like within a minute or so after the game ends. We're on the air. So... And sometimes even before the game ends, we go on the air. So, uh, by all means, check out the Green and Gold Postgame Show tomorrow night right after the ball game. 
Ben Lindsay, uh, Ben Lindsay, senior writer for Pro Football Focus. Find him on Twitter at pff underscore Lindsay. Uh, asked him about the likelihood, paper wise, statistically, about some of the best teams in the NFL and where the Packers fall. Yeah, we do do some of that stuff. Our uh, research and development team uh, runs some simulations every week and sort of updates uh, where teams stand, uh, what percentage chance they have to win the division, things like that. When you see teams like Seattle and Tampa Bay, teams that are leading their divisions, teams that are that are really tops in the NFC and they continue to try to bolster their weaknesses, um, how much – now, I know Antonio Brown's going to be activated. He's going to be playing this weekend, and we'll get our first look at him. But how much does that give a team a boost when you're talking about post-trade deadline as far as hedging their bets going into the end of the season? Yeah, I think if you're a contender, you're always looking to, to plug up weaknesses – um, add to your team, and, and that's what we saw with a team like Tampa Bay. They went out, obviously, and brought in Antonio Brown. We'll see how that works out, but I still think he has a lot to give them. They made the trade for Steve McClendon um, at nose tackle to replace Vita Bea, who was really taking a step forward this year. And then Seattle made some moves, too, with, with bringing in Carlos Dunlap, uh, signing Damon Harrison a few weeks ago, and then obviously going back farther to the trade for Jamal Adams. It's when the Packers are competing with those teams, you thought that they would also make a move, um, but it just didn't happen. Um, who Out there on the market, who would have made sense for the Green Bay Packers? Obviously, we talk a lot about Will Fuller. Uh, I don't think the Jets were real serious about getting rid of Quinn and Williams unless they were completely blown away, but you would have loved to have had that guy alongside Kenny Clark to stuff the middle. But is there anybody else that might have made sense for the Packers to look into or may look into now that uh, some of the guys uh, are sitting out on the open market? Yeah, obviously, Will Fuller's the big name. Um, and in a vacuum, a second-round pick, which is what the Texans wanted for him, was a lot. Uh, but when you look at where the Packers are as a team, they have Aaron Rodgers – um, for maybe through 2021 is his last year in Green Bay, and you're really looking to push uh, for that championship. And Fuller's a guy who could help uh, across from Adams with Lazard coming back. It would give them a, a pretty solid wide receiving core. Um, but if you're if, even getting past Fuller, looking at guys who they could have got for less, guys like Marvin Jones maybe in Detroit, um, staying in the same team at Houston, I think Kenny Stills would have probably been an upgrade over Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Um, at that wide receiver three spot. And then along the defensive line is the other big area. Like you said, Quentin Williams was probably a long shot. But maybe going after someone like one of the Giants' uh, interior defenders, they have a bunch of them between Dalvin Thomas and B.J. Hill, uh, Dexter Lawrence and and Leonard Williams, who have all been playing well. Um, So it it was kind of surprising that the Packers didn't make a move at one of those areas of need. When you look at this Packers team, and it's the, and, and to me, that, now, I'm going to say this. The glaring weaknesses we saw from last year to this year were, I think they needed an upgrade at middle linebacker, they needed an upgrade on the defensive front, and they needed an additional wide receiver at the minimum for Aaron Rodgers. So those three areas, do you see differently, or do you see the exact same things that we do? Yeah, I, I, it's a similar thing, I think. Uh, their linebacking core has not improved all that much this year. I know they went out and signed Christian Kirksey, um, who has been injury-prone throughout his career and hasn't really played well uh, for a couple years now. And he hasn't brought a ton when he's been healthy uh, early in the season. And defensive line outside of Kenny Clark, they're still pretty thin. 
um, there. And at wide receiver, Alan Lazard was the guy that you thought was going to take a step forward, and he looked good early in the year. He was making plays. I think Rodgers had a perfect passer rating when targeting him this season. Uh, but he goes down with injury, and it's the same issues behind Devontae Adams. They just don't have a ton of options. Talking with Ben Lindsay, senior writer of Pro Football Focus. Find him on Twitter at PFF underscore Lindsay. So uh, getting this team, if they get themselves back to full strength, you get Kirksey back, you get Aaron Jones, and obviously the guys come off of the COVID list and, and Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, you get David Bakhtiari back. Uh, this team at full strength, is this team a – because I've said all along there's four things. You have to be good, you have to get hot, you have to be healthy, and you got to be lucky if you're going to win a championship. Is this team capable – of winning a championship, or are we looking at a team most likely to get to the postseason, but then it's kind of like wash, rinse, and repeat when you're looking about getting past some of the better teams in the NFC? I think the Packers are in that conversation at the top of the NFC with Tampa Bay, with Seattle. Um, With the way Aaron Rodgers is playing this year, has played this year so far, it's the best we've seen from him in a couple seasons. Uh, He's looked really good. Part of that is they've played some bad defenses. They've gone against Minnesota twice in their cornerback group, uh, teams like Houston. Um, but it, it's you have to give Rodgers credit because he's looked fantastic. And I think when you have a quarterback playing like that, you're always going to have a chance. Um, but just the lack of options for him in the passing game and the way the defense is playing right now, I would probably put them behind Tampa Bay and Seattle um, if I were stacking things up. But they they can be in those games in the playoffs. So we're looking at, uh, well, first and foremost, the Bears, as the Bears got beat the other day. But how good, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, when you look cumulatively, statistically at the Bears, how good are the Bears? The Bears have a a solid roster. The big problem with Chicago, obviously, is the quarterback position. Uh, The Bears have the defense that's playing well. Allen Robinson is a stud at wide receiver, um, and they should try to re-sign him, do everything they can to re-sign him. But they've just gotten such bad quarterback play this year from Mitchell Trubisky and now Nick Foles. That is hard to win football games in the NFL when you have quarterbacks who can't get the ball out accurately to receivers, who are putting the ball in harm's way uh, on multiple passes a game like they have. I don't think the, the Bears are a real contender in the NFC this year. Then uh, besides Seattle and besides Tampa Bay, who else has that legitimate shot? New Orleans is the other team that has a chance. Coming into the year, you looked at their roster and you thought they have one of the best rosters in the NFL. Um, And obviously they haven't quite played up to that so far. Drew Brees looked bad early in the year, Um, looked like he might be on the way out. But he's sort of picked things up recently. When they get Michael Thomas back, that's going to give their offense a big boost. The big thing for the Saints is figuring out defensively. It's a secondary that's given up a lot of big plays this year, whether it be pass interference penalties, which they've had a ton of, um, or just miscommunications between their safeties, a new guy like Malcolm Jenkins coming in. So as long as they can figure that out, uh, they have a chance as well. Uh, Before I let you go, I want to go over to the AFC. I saw the uh, Steelers obviously made some moves. So did uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Who's tops right now? Is it still Kansas City's, uh, you know, conference to lose? Or is Pittsburgh with a healthy Ben Roethlisberger the absolute real deal? For me, it's Kansas City. And I always come back to the fact that they have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, uh, the best quarterback in the NFL right now. They have Andy Reid calling plays. And they have the talent they do around him with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, those three things 
makes them the favorite. Pittsburgh's obviously looked fantastic so far this season. Their defense is playing as well as any in the NFL. But I, we still haven't seen Ben Roethlisberger in that offense really win a game. Um, and I just have more faith in Kansas City when it comes to that. There you go. Good stuff coming to us uh, from our good friend Ben Lindsay, senior writer over at Pro Football Focus. Find him on Twitter at PFF underscore Lindsay. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair 85-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. We're going to wrap it up, tell you what's coming up tonight, tell you what's coming up tomorrow. That is all next on The Bill Michael Show. You're listening to The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have three players on the COVID reserve list. Running back A.J. Dillon, who tested positive, and Jamal Williams and rookie linebacker Kamal Martin, who came in contact. That means they can't play Thursday night when the Packers face the 49ers in Santa Clara. The NFL trade deadline came and went. NFL Network reporting Green Bay and the Texans could not come to terms on a trade for wide receiver Will Fuller. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers' reaction? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just focused on what I got to do, you know, this week. Um, like I said uh, after the game, you know, there's just things that uh, are out of my control, and I'm going to focus on find ways to keep uh, being productive. I think as far as the offense goes, it's just you know just minor upticks, and uh, you know I think on first and second down, we've done a really good job on third down in the red zone this year. Um, I think we're top ten in both categories, been very efficient, but. First and second down, I think the last couple of weeks has not been as efficient as we were early on, which uh, you know hurt some of our drives in the third quarter. That's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back. We are glad you are with us. Final segment of the Bill Michael Show before we get out of here. And uh, tomorrow on the program, obviously we're going to get you ready for the Packers and the 49ers. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette is going to be here, and we'll talk with him about what the Packers didn't do and where that stands. And obviously we are waiting to see if there's anything additional. If you're just tuning us in, uh, we're just waiting to see if there's going to be anything additional coming out about the San Francisco 49ers and their situation. Their 49ers wide receiver, uh, Kendrick Bourne, he ended up testing positive for COVID. They shut down their facility earlier today. Now, there is no word uh, about them canceling the game or at least postponing the game for tomorrow night. As of right now, the Packers are still scheduled to fly out in about two hours and 20 minutes, leave Green Bay, and head out to San Francisco to get ready for tomorrow night's contest. So, We'll have to wait and see. We know the Packers themselves have also been hit with some COVID issues, uh, with A.J. Dillon being out. And then because of contact tracing, you've also got uh, um, Jamal Williams and Kamal Martin both out of the game tomorrow night. You're hoping to get Aaron Jones back, but the likelihood of that seems to be almost nil. And, uh, you know, a lot of things up in the air right now. So it could be breaking news between now and the next time we're on the air. So, We'll wait and see. Don't forget, speaking of that, coming up tonight, 6 to 8, 
this evening. It is going to be Marcus Paff and Mike Wickett joining me on the Bill Michaels Huddle, brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. So we're looking forward to that show because we're going to update you with all of this and any other breaking news we'll get into. And if you're listening to us right now on many of these same stations and it's not carried on those same stations, go to the radio.com app and download that app and listen to us. You can find us on the flagship station out of Milwaukee, 1250 a.m. Now, uh, we'll also tomorrow talk a, a little bit more about the San Francisco side of things. Joe Shasky of 95.7 The Game in San Francisco is going to be joining us tomorrow. Also, don't forget, it's also a fantasy football Thursday. Kate Majuke will be here. And, um, uh, Joe, we, we got the, the coach, Brian Billick, going to be joining us, uh, or we're not quite sure yet. Brian Billick will be joining us tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk to Mike Clemens on Friday. Okay, and then Mike is going to join us coming up on Friday. So we got a lot going on tomorrow, so we'll talk more with Brian Billick, Joe Shasky of 95.7 The Game in San Francisco, Ryan Ward of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. It's a Fantasy Football Thursday tomorrow as well. We'll keep you up to date on everything going on between the Packers and the 49ers, get you ready for the game if there is a game because of the COVID situation. So, so many things breaking right now, and uh, we just – I know uh, some of you have tweeted it out. Some of you put it over on Facebook. I know. It's it's a frustrating time. Look, uh, people are waiting for the results of the election. People are tired of COVID. People are tired of, you know, not seeing football, not being able to go to games, not being able to tailgate, not being able to go to concerts. I understand all of that. That's why we're here. We're doing our best to try to just give you, for the four hours we're on the air, just a little bit of an escape. That's That's what we're here for. And to talk about things other than stuff that, you know, stuff that really, truly, truly matters in our life. So... Anyway, uh, we'll be back at it tonight, 6 to 8. Hope to talk to you then, and if not, we'll talk again tomorrow, same time, same place, and hopefully we've got a lot of good news coming in your direction. Until then, time for us to get out of here. Have a going. See you. platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Doncic. the step back three you bet music you set my world on fire yes, and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.